it's your radical sevens shake up. That's what I'm calling it, B. Yes. But you want to see something radical happen in the sevens landscape in New Zealand. Do well, you want to reveal all? Well, yeah, I guess I've been thinking about it for a while. It's got nothing to do with the results over the weekend. But all I wonder going forward, like the NPC, and you know I love the NPC, but is the sevens program now fit for purpose? And by that, I mean putting X amount of dollars at it, which, let's be honest, it would be considerable, taking away from everything's geared to the All Blacks and, and making New Zealand strong as far as that goes, is it fit for purpose? Like the MPC, we get told it's not fit for purpose. Is the M- is the Sevens programs now fit for purpose? Or, I mean, yep, it's a different level and they probably won't be winning World Series, but do we make it a tournament by a tournament basis? We get guys in from the MPC or even a lower level than that? Um and, and just what will be will be as far as the sevens. And I repeat, it's got nothing to do with what happened over the weekend. Those those weekends happen for our both our teams. But it was more to do with, I've been thinking about it for a while, does it fit into the different economic landscape we now live in and the inability to keep our superstar 15s players? Does a little bit more money here saved, like cutting the NPC, which... You know, or trimming that to amateur level, which is probably on the cards. Let's be honest. Unfortunately, um, is that where the sevens programs ends up too? Curse. It's an Olympic sport, babe, and they have yep. earned their place in the Olympic Games. They always 100%. qualified. They deserve to be there, which means they deserve to get the funding. And the biggest names in both the women's game and men's game have all come through the sevens program first. Imagine if you never saw Christian Cullen, Jonna Lomu, our next guest, Carl Tanana, on the sevens yes. field. Legends have come through. What era are you talking about now? Well, for the women's, they're still legends. Yep, yep. And your great mate, Tim Mickelson, has made a living out of it for, what, 15 years? And I I asked Tim, is this your last... I said to him, is this your last year? Because I've got something to bring up on radio and he confirmed it, so I can confidently... He said, yeah, go to it. It's fine now. Uh, So you want to ask him? I just... Like the NPC curse. Do you think I want to ax the NPC? Not a chance. But You don't want to ax the NPC. You want to ax Super Rugby. Yep, but is it fit for purpose? That's what I'm wondering. That's the question you're asking. Well, mm. let's bring in our next guest then because he is hot of calling the Perth Party, uh, the third league of the World Seven Series over the weekend. Former New Zealand Seven skip, the man that walks on water and has won everything in the game, Carl Tenana. Katie, welcome into the program. Uh, Beaver's coming in hot. You're, you're, you're hearing it. He is coming in hot. Your thoughts, please. Is the Sevens program still fit for purpose? Did you hear the, the mumbo-jumbo he was talking? <laughs> hey, afternoon, guys. Oh, I heard the monologue now. Beaver's been, um, been on the Grinch channel. He has. He's with his two Grinch hey. mates. Hey, I mean, to be to be fair, there's some points that are the, the valid, man. I think that that's the thing, you know. And some of these questions need to be asked and need to be asked um, face to face. So um, I've got no problem. I've got no problem what's, whatsoever with what Beavs are saying too. Because some 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 points I definitely agree with. I think the thing is, um, we're asking school kids to come and compete with Olympians. I mean, Kirsch, you see all their sideline. You've seen these Argentinian teams. You've seen the Americans. You've seen all these sides. Um, they are, you know, Olympians. And are we giving that respect for our things and putting them in the best position to compete as Olympians? I think because we've won for so long in a particular way that it's 
plastered over a lot of cracks that have previously and always been there. But now we're not seeing those consistent wins, then maybe the questions are starting to be asked, like Beaver's asking them. And I think it's, it's totally valid because we don't have, as in previous years, the Sevens Nationals. We don't mm. have the opportunity to get players from the NPC. And, and you've seen it now. Like, to be good at Sevens, you've got to be playing at Sevens. You have to be committed at Sevens. And I just think there's a disconnect um, there now. So, I mean, yeah, we've had these kids... And I call them kids, you know, but the, these young younger players. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot younger than me. You're all right, because you're still in that bracket, but um, I'm not. But, you know, like we're, we're asking them, even though they've been in the program a couple of years, to step up. And these teams that are there now, we saw like Argentina, they've been building for eight years Amazing for this team. one particular cycle. So, I mean, you've got kids that have been there two years versus teams that have been there for eight years, and it's just a massive challenge at the moment. KT, the, the Argentina storyline is it's quite phenomenal when you think about it. I mean, for so many years as a rugby nation, they were seen as just a, a scrum and kick outfit. And then they obviously lost the Haguardis and, you know, their players are from here, there and everywhere. Obviously, is the Sevens program in Argentina essentially their only professional players uh, in the country? And they've obviously piled in some effort to this because... It just seems so bizarre, but obviously they're killing it this year. And you said it's been an eight-year build. Um, just remarkable. Yeah, and I think they've um, seen the benefits of um, of the Sevens program to their program, as you said, because um, it was running concurrently with the Hagawadis and, and the national side. And um, there's a lot of input between the two, as it was previously with New Zealand, i.e. Christian, Jonah, uh, yada, yada, yada. But um We've seen Isco, who was just um, announced the World Player, Sevens Player of the Year. He was a massive part of the uh, Pumas uh, World Cup program, and a lot of these players have gone on um, to, to represent the Pumas at high level, same as New Zealand. So um, I just think at the moment, Argentina aligned a lot closer in how they're approaching their programs. is probably why they've been so successful. Now, Isco, as an example, um, has said he doesn't want to go overseas and take, you know, make zillions of dollars. He'd rather come back and play for this. Uh, Tumas Sevens program, maybe obviously earn a little bit less, but he's been from there from the start building this thing, so he doesn't want to miss out on, you know, I, I think as a, as a as a medalist, an Olympic medalist, because how, how many of us in this room could say we've done that, you know? So it's a pretty pretty small exclusive group, and that's the commitment that they've brought into, and probably a big reason why they've been so successful in, in late in late lately. And you mentioned the Olympics there, and obviously Argentina's flying towards them, KT. Is it a case now, obviously, you know, we've, we've talked about it earlier, but, you know, it just was one of those weekends where the Kiwi teams uh, had had that sort of weekend. Is it just the nature now? Obviously, you mentioned that it's uh, it's a different echelon of player, probably, for the Kiwi Sevens team. But is it a case also that this Sevens circuit now, a bit like so many other sports that show up to a, a world event, and there's half a dozen as opposed to we're going to rock in and there's going to be Fiji there might be a bit of Australia maybe South Africa but there is half a dozen at least that show up to, to any given tournament and, uh, and stand a confident chance yeah I think and that was uh, probably um, no more better example than Spain making the quarterfinals and no one's saying wow they made the quarterfinals it's amazing because they are legitimately getting up there um, quite often in, in, in those final stages I mean for us it's it's just the little things. I don't think it's anything major that we have to change. It's just a couple of little things that need to be addressed. And, and I mean, the, the ladies spoke about it. They've, they've got the heat for sure to beat anyone. But, um, you know, Beaver, at their top level, it's just if you're off just a couple of beats, then, then you're gone, burgers. And that's, that's, there's, 
exactly the same now with, with, with the sevens. And whereas years gone by, yeah, you'll get one or two easy games. Now you, you don't because there's less teams. Um, they're a lot more competitive. Uh, the, the the ability to help to um, pre and post analysis, um not only yourselves but the opposition and and the trends is just so minute, you know. And and that's the thing. So for me, it comes down to the the mental ability. Cause it's not the physical thing. It's just the performance under fatigue and pressure at a high level consistently um, for three days is, is, is hard to do, you know. And, and the good teams do it. I.e. Argentina and other teams. Um, pop their heads up now and then and um, you know consistently last year we were able to do it but we had a number of injuries not easy as an excuse so younger guys are getting their time now and um, you know later on down the track I think we'll be alright because a lot of teams are humming now but over the course of uh, seven or eight tournaments I think it's going to be pretty hard to be able to maintain that. Now KT if we put performance aside for one second can we talk about the party in Perth because it really was rocking over the course of Saturday and Sunday on the field, in the concourse, behind the stadium it was going absolutely crazy. What was your favourite part of the weekend off the field? Um, you got in the mixer KT didn't you? you? Oh yeah, could be having KFC with you was probably the, well, probably the one with Wicked Wings because I'm too old for that. You went for the double. Hey, yeah. You went back <laughs> yeah, to back. Oh yeah, hey God. Admittedly, I, I was watching NFL on on the uh, on the Sky now, and I and I got KFC, and I've been crooked ever since. But um, <laughs> it's it's uh, no, it was amazing for a first time event, man. That was, that was yeah. pretty that was pretty mickey. So um, you know, the, the ground was a great size, the, yeah. the, the the crowd was buzzing, right? There was some mean outfits and whatnot, and the party zone was going off, you know. So I mean, uh, they, they got the shit there down there, and that was the party zone. It sounds like something would happen in Hams, you know. But um, <laughs> it's um. I reckon we're still missing a trick here, not having having that sort of thing in New Zealand now. And I suppose yeah. that's, you know, uh, the consciousness isn't there. But what people speaking about is monologue, you know. So uh, I, I just still think we go we we either commit or we don't, you know, as a union. What we're doing with this program. Now, KT, before we let you go, um, our text topic today which you've got to get amongst. Yeah. No, we're not trying to get you in trouble here. Here we go. <laughs> uh, but our text topic today is your first sporting crushes, the person that you used to have a scrapbook on or posters on the wall. Who was it for you? Gabriella Sabatini. Oh, she's captain. She is captain of this team. <laughs> she has to be now. Beaver. Is she? Is she uh, she's been voted uh, oh, yeah. thousands of times. Oh, man, she was hot in the skin. Right? <laughs> sure, man. Yeah. We thought oh, it was going to be Anna Kornikova, but no. Ah, no, 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 no. No, Gabriella Sabatini, she's the OG. She's, she's yeah, nah, mean. Uh, brilliant, KT. Well, hey, mate, thanks Who's for your your guys? Time. you got to tell them your guys once. Mine's uh, Sunny Bill, 2008 Bulldogs. Sunny Bill, oh, yeah. yeah. Oz, Oz Mary Pierce, actually. KT, Mary Pierce, in the, yeah. yeah, yeah, in the tennis, the French, the French lady, uh, yeah. yeah, just thought she was a very good player as a thirteen-year-old, great tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're really outing ourselves on radio today, but it's been great fun. <laughs> oh, meanage! Thanks so uh, much for your time, cheers, KT. KT. Really appreciate it. Hey, always a pleasure, guys. Bye. Carl Tanana joining us there to talk all things sevens. And you know what? We're having a bit of a laugh about uh, our teenage crushes. And there's another one. There is another one. But the sevens, it's got people talking. We've got a lot of messages coming in uh, about the sevens. Uh, and your idea's got a bit of merit. Someone said, Kirsty, it's punishing. No one in the male sevens team has made the All Blacks since Rico, which was how long ago?
Well, 2016. Yeah. He played I sevens. Sa- I was saying that, I was thinking that Rico would be uh, He's the, last. the last of them. Where 100% curse. It used to be an outside back sort of uh, factory. No, Caleb in, Clark. Or Caleb Clark, but he went back to it. But now, if you're, and we sort of talked about it yesterday, if you're any good as a 18 or 19 year old, you're, you're straight into these 50, 50 man extended Super Rugby squads. Payton Spencer? Is he going to be yep. a future All Black? Played a season with the Sevens? Yeah, well, we don't know where there's, his future there's ends There's the odd player, isn't there, that comes through? Yep. But that goes for, for what, a year. The investment curse, I would rather have kept Richie Moanga. There you go. I would rather have done that. I'd rather have said, Aaron Smith, do you want to go around again? Uh, but you're Italic, not talking about that much money, are you? Curse. Come on. You've got two squads that are full-time. You've got flights. You have got all the trimmings that go with it. That so you're is... talking about combined costs. You can save yep. a number of players. I, at a guess, I'm picking 20 million bucks. They fly business class. Not anymore. No, no I realise They that were in economy uh, with us. Yes, the back of the yes. bus, back from Perth, yeah. it has been scrapped. So there's the first thing. They do yeah, not fly so the, business anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, hey, it's it's a topic of conversation. And, 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 and I repeat, it's got nothing to do with the weekend's results. I've been thinking about, well, if you're going to bin the NPC, you don't think that is important, then is the sevens important for making sure we're the best World Rugby Cup team come 27, come 31, and so on and so on? I think for the women's program, the sevens is definitely the pinnacle. Yep. Yeah, well, maybe the, the sevens women's sevens program is absolutely the pinnacle, yep. and those women are superstars. And it's probably and vital for getting women involved in involved the game. Involved in the game, and yes. they are actually Agreed. in contention. You, you look at them and go, they should medal. The men, you ha- you don't, you just don't know. No, but then 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 you go. There's also the argument of what price you put on a medal. Are you wanting to? If I don't know the money value again, we're guessing. But it, do you put a gold medal? for the rugby gold medal at the Olympics to jeopardise keeping four top All Blacks. I don't know. Well, for the women's side of the game, as you just mentioned, Beeve, it's worth it to grow the women's game. Yes. No, completely different argument, But the men, the men's different. The men's programme is different. And Cess has pointed out what Katie mentioned. There's no longer South Island Sevens, North Island Sevens, or even a National Sevens competition. So you don't even have these Sevens players coming through. No. No, and the best... The best weekend outside of probably the Wellington weekend was the old Queenstown Sevens. That looked like an event. Uh, we talk about events around the countryside. That one looked like one you'd wanted to have gone to, Curse. Martin says, uh, sounds like the party side is still strong in the Sevens, but who really cares about the rugby? How much longer will uh, Sky care about it when Kiwis aren't watching it on TV? I went to the Wellington Sevens every year without fail, but now you wouldn't even know it's on if it wasn't for you guys mentioning it. Uh, Chris says, how good's the seven? So tough to win a tournament. It is, because so many of the these teams are so even at the moment. Argentina, top of the pops for the men. They just seem like a class above. But underneath that, they are all very even. Australian women look like they were above uh, everyone until the weekend, and they got tipped up. So you just never know what is going to happen on that seven series. Tip of fear, I love watching it. It's an easy watch. It is so fast, and it is always action-packed. So it is good to watch for me. But we want your thoughts as well, Double eight, double three, uh, to weigh in on the topic. And keep sending through your messages 
for Teamless Tuesday today. Your first sporting crush out yourself. Who was it? When, why, and how are they fitting into a first 15?